Warning, this episode of The Parenting Hangover has topics in it that may not be suitable for younger ears. We wouldn't usually tell you this, but this week there are secrets revealed that not all parents want kids to know about yet. So this is your warning to listen to this podcast alone if you need, if you feel like you need to. If you've got a kid who's 12 and under, maybe the best thing to listen to Clint because we're talking about Christmas stuff. Now let's flick the Christmas. switch. It's all positive. Christmas, like a Briscoe sale. We're yelling out Christmas way before Christmas is actually due. Um, Why are we talking about it so far before Christmas? Because someone wrote to me and said, hey, I, <laughs> I, I've got young kids and Christmas is coming up and I don't know how big or how small to go with presents and who gets yeah. them. Does, does the S word get them or is it you guys getting them? And yeah. I don't know how to figure it out. How big do I go? So I was like, this is a great topic for an episode. And here we are. It's quintessentially parenting. And you've got a few Christmases under your belt. So you'll have a take on it. We've got Christmases that we remember from when we were kids. So here it comes. The Parenting Hangover Christmas Special in October. We Ring need the jingle bells. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. <laughs> and so this is Christmas. <laughs> We're doing our um, Christmas in October special. We are annoying you just like every other store that has started way too early <laughs> talking about Christmas. But before we jump into a bit of Christmas chat, first up, hopefully, fingers crossed, you're not sick or any of your family members for once. But how's the kids, mate? Uh, they're good and healthy. And I had somebody, because I was talking to them about that run of sickness that, that we both had, but then my family, just that three-week whack that we got. And they said, man, you haven't been well, eh? I said, yeah. And they said, mm. I listened to your podcast, and I specifically heard you say the words, I don't get sick. Like, do you feel like you jinxed yourself in that moment? I said, <laughs> that was quite literally the beginning of the end. That was um. That was, uh, I remember this now. That uh, you you definitely did. That's yeah, uh, yeah. And then you got sick like the next day. Yeah, was yeah. it that one? Yeah, yeah. It's the same with COVID. People keep because I keep saying to people, "Yeah, I still haven't had COVID," and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna get it now. You're gonna get it now." Um, so I won't say that anymore, just in case. Oh. <laughs> Oh, side, don't want to get deep into this at all, but side COVID note, I don't live in Auckland. Clint lives in Auckland. I've moved yeah. out of the big smoke. Yeah. And you don't, you just don't hear about it much down these ways where I am. Yeah. And then I'm coming up to Auckland this week. So I, I reached out to a big group of old mates I used to hang out with. Like, Who wants to come out to dinner? And like four of them are like, oh, I've got COVID broke. <laughs> Either yeah. it's their get out of jail card and they're just saying they don't want to meet me they're for still dinner. using it at, at yeah. dinner and a beer but i was just i hadn't heard it for so long and like four of them like yeah man got it i just tested positive bro really and it just really took me for i was like is this is this still a thing in auckland is this still like a common thing in the city that people just get covid all the time i don't think it is that common but then the prime minister just had it and it's having its little moment but oh god thank god that is over that well over over uh, don't get angry if you don't think it's over anyway how are the kids uh, good question good question maggie in particular the two-year-old is really getting confident in her like physical abilities at the moment and that has manifested itself in her throwing herself off any elevated surface that she can find she's just decided that now she can jump she's she's all of nine kilos and she's just decided she is going to jump off everything and at first i was really like worried i was like oh my god this shit she's gonna hurt herself and now i'm just impressed she's really good she's really good yeah, at jumping we, off shit yeah we all freak out but you it's actually so true that they 
their joints and everything are just so malleable. Malleable, yeah. malleable, malleable. Rubber, made of rubber. They can do <laughs> stuff that if you try to jump, like if you, it's like, you know, they say an ant can lift its body weight or whatever. If you yeah. tried to jump at the height and you scaled it up to you as an adult now, yeah. you would yeah. be blown out knees and ankles and in the fetal position crying for an ambulance. Well, she's jumping off things that are taller than her. And if you're right, if you extrapolated it out for us, if we jumped off something that was <coughs> six foot two, um, yeah, we'd really, we'd really injure ourselves. But that contrast that everybody talks about, and I know everybody talks about this, but it's so real, the difference between the first and the second kid. Tui, total chicken. She's so scared of trying those kind of things she'll do them eventually she'll do them because maggie the two-year-old does it maggie give an f she'll just throw herself off this thing and just go for it so my parenting life at the moment it's just wondering what my daughter is going to jump off next and it's very entertaining get the camera ready for the fail because you could go viral (laughs) and then you could start a page called how to dad ish how to not dad um how are your kids uh kids are good kids are good the biggest thing for us uh coming up this week is Mila, the 10-year-old, has her big intermediate interview. Interview for the... She's got a couple intermediates we could choose. Yeah. Uh, We're likely to go with this one. And she has the interview and they figure out who she is, what she's into. Mm. And it's a little side discussion about education and how this particular intermediate is set up. It's got quite a good little hype around my area. I live in Papamoa, Tauranga area. And everyone's like, oh, you've got to go to this intermediate. Go check it out. Mm. Go find out how they do it. Mm. But they do it where the kids are kind of, the kids that are hard out into sport are lumped together in the sports. The kids that are hard out into oh, yeah. performing and doing drama in that are, are lumped together. And they're, they're all taught the curriculum, but through that kind of scope or that kind of lens. So if you're doing sports stuff, if you're doing your maths, you might be out on the field figuring out your Pythagoras theorem on the field and the kids that are hard out into building or lego or breaking stuff down all those kids are put together and they uh all through that out there engineering sciencey stuff and it's a really cool way of doing it yeah and i be- i believe i believe finland is it finland that always leads the world with education it is a eh? they're it's just one of the head. It's, it's one of those yeah and yeah. i strongly believe we'll have someone write it i strongly believe that they have a similar setup when you get into like college and high school and that where you can let's say you're hard out into engineering then all yeah. your english maths everything can be based around engineering and it just makes sense so yeah. anyway this intermediate's doing it where so she's going they in she's it. put her hand up for the sporting one and I was going to say what is she little, is she a sporty kid Yeah she's she yeah, she's pretty sporty she puts her hand up for all the sports and but she, on the same side she's also hard out into reading and very good at writing very creative on that side so it's yeah. good to go in you get to choose a couple of what you're interested in and then we'll see where they kind of push us but um it's a big moment i'm taking her and yeah well, i'm kind of nervous i'm slightly nervous <laughs> i go back to like school yeah. in- interviews back in the day and it freaks me and out job a interviews bit, yeah, 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 yeah. We've been saying things like make sure, you know how kids can just go into their shower and we're like, you're 10 now, you're almost 11. You don't do that. If they ask you a question, don't look to us. You answer yeah. it how you th- ever think. Like if they say, what's your name? Don't look to me. Hi, I'm Mila. Yeah. Like this is your moment now. Be confident. Talk to the teacher. And do you think she'll be able to do that? Like is there one thing to say it to the kid? Is she going to be able to execute that? 50-50. 50-50. <laughs> 
What does a school like that do if a 10-year-old isn't particularly skilled in any area? Do they not get into the school? Do they only look for no, kids who are... No, you still get in. Anyone gets in. It isn't one of these... It's not a snobby school at all. It's a little yeah. rural school. This is just their setup. You get to choose a couple of themes that you believe your kid is is more um, aligned with. And then you mm. go and have an interview and they'll kind of... They'll chuck you where they think your kid would be best with. I don't know. There wasn't one... There wasn't one group just called just average. Like there, there's <laughs> not a just... <laughs> Just generic. Just hey, have you got generic kid? Have you got generic kid area? <laughs> the vanilla group. Um, but that's yeah, that's my that's my big thing at the moment. That's the big focus at the moment. And then she has um after that, if she gets into the sport one, there's then like a, a sport test. Sport testing. You can't just get straight into the sport one. You have to pass mm. this little testing thing. Which is more about attitude. Like they don't want kids who have Oh never not like ever... a skills test. They have like yeah, the not, not really, a certain but... amount of times. They're trying to avoid a kid who's like last minute of primary school. Oh yeah, I'm hard out into sports and is can't even run, <laughs> yeah. can't even run or you know th- throw that a ball. And then all of a sudden you're trying to drag the class down for a whole year. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's us, man. I got to try and be oh, a big grown up dad in the interview and not answer all the questions. Shit. Well, good luck, man. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's more on me than her. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. You're setting up the educational foundation for your next for all three kids. Because you want them to go to the same school. Yes, yeah. I'm not helping, eh? I'm not helping. I'm heaping on the no, pressure. I'm not helping no, at all. No, you're freaking me out. Um, anyway, we've got 40% <laughs> off Christmas tinsel and Christmas lights right now at the Parenting Hangover. That's us. We're advertising Christmas way before it's Christmas time. Are you ready? We're reminding you, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Promise we're not trying to sell you anything. We were not, not at all. And I know I said it in the intro of this podcast, but I'm going to say it again. This is not the one that you want to listen to with kids of a certain age this episode of the podcast because we're going to talk about Christmas and all the things and people that go along with Christmas honestly we're going to we're going to have adult talk about yeah that's your Christmas last warning things like that. all right that's so your last warning if if yeah. if your kid is scarred from our conversation that's on you not us okay don't be I'd singing hate to be those the one angry that voice scars memories. them but this is your second and final warning that this is not an episode to listen to kids with kids of a certain Age and belief system, shall we say. All right, I'm just going to say it. No. <laughs> uh, I've, been, um, I've, I've been doing radio for like 15 years and I've never said the things that we're, we're going to say on the microphone. I've never said them. Yeah, I've heard Yeah, I've heard you say this to me in conversation before. I think it was you even us talk. I think even when we were first talking about starting this podcast, I mentioned Christmas and saying, you're like, oh yeah, but you can't, you can't go there. Can't, and it's like yeah. the golden rule in Radio Land is that you just can't talk about the thing that we'll talk about at Christmas chat today. The Christmas miracle. The other yeah. the other the other Christmas miracle. The other Christmas yeah. miracle. Because with radio you just don't know who's listening. But podcasting it's fine. You guys chose to listen to this podcast. You we know who's listening. We've given you warning now so we can talk about <clears throat> Santa. I just want to do a quick shout out. I feel bad. Maybe we didn't even message this person back, but this whole episode I'm acting to Clint like I just came up with it myself. But I think I read it in our DMs. I think I read it in our messages. And someone had said, hey, Christmas is coming up. And I'm. it was something along the lines of, I just want to know how you do your Christmas present buying. Are we going big? Are we going small? How does it work for you? And I was like, mate, in my head, that message is locked in my head. I think I forgot to reply. I apologize to this lovely listener. But I was like, that's a great great little theme to talk about 
Um, so here we are. So let's start at the start. How did Christmas work for you as a kid? What was your, what's your earliest memories of Christmas? Christmas morning, you've been Christmas Eve. You've been given the serious talk by Dad not to wake up before this time, or you'll get a <laughs> kick up the ass. And you're like, all good. And you knew that the present that arrived on the foot of your bed that was the present from Santa. Mm. So Santa would come in. We had no chimney, so we don't know how we got in. But mm. Santa would would weirdly sneak into our home. Uh, the dogs wouldn't bark. He'd come in magically. He'd place a present at the end of our bed. And our rules are we didn't have to wait for mum and dad, which I get now is clever. You were allowed mm. to open that one kind of as soon as you knew the time was allowed, like it was past. Clever because it meant they got to sleep in? Yeah, they just got to, yeah. s- to chill in yeah. bed a little bit longer. And then we yeah. got to open that and freak out quietly in our room and be like, oh my gosh. And then- And have something to play and- with and keep you occupied for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then mum and dad would wake up and we'd go out. And then we were very lucky that there were also a couple more presents um, around the Christmas tree that were from mum and dad. Yeah. And then you so had aunties. The and we yeah. got- we, Yeah. We got spoiled. Not- I wouldn't, we weren't getting like PlayStations and ridiculous financially spoiled, but we got a lot of little things. You got, I remember yeah. Christmas, I never remember Christmas being like, here's my one thing I got. It was yeah. like, here's my six to eight awesome things. I got a, yeah. I got a $2 shop, one of those planes in the plastic and you clip the wings in and then you throw the plane and it does a flip. Yeah. Like those $2 shop things blew my mind and they were great. So Christmas, yeah. Positive vibes, positive memories. Christmas was great. My memories are very similar. Our family never had much money at all, but my parents always went hard on Christmas. I don't know how they did it, but they just managed to pull it off and the magic was there and there were full Santa sacks of presents whenever we woke up. But what they did that your parents didn't do and what we don't do as parents is they gave all the credit to Santa. So every gift that we got was from Santa. And now as an adult, like I look back at some of these gifts that I never thanked my parents for because pff, I'm not thanking them. This is Santa. Boy, Santa's seen what a good boy I've been all year. This scooter that we've got, which on reflection, dad had clearly found a secondhand like 50cc scooter, fixed it up himself in the garage and got it running for us and put it out there. We were like, cheer, thanks Santa. But that was them. That was mum and dad who did that. I don't, I do, we'll, we'll definitely get to that chat. I don't want to skip ahead too early because I still want to, I still want to stay back here and reminisce about the, what are, what are we, 1994, 95, 96 yeah, era. Yeah. Also, a memory that's just popped in is being in the ute with dad. This is before Christmas. And dad's mm. pulled over and vroom, vroom, vroom. He's got a chainsaw off the back of the ute that won't start. And all of a sudden, he's just like, Boy, hop out. Just yell out if you see a car coming down there. And we're just on the corner, just cutting down pie, a little pine tree. He's stealing a Christmas the, tree. Stealing a Christmas tree <laughs> from just council-owned pine tree land and chucking on the back. And I swear this was our dad's thing. Every year, he'd just cut one down that was too big. And people would come to our house and it was just one that had, he wouldn't prune it. Or whatever. Nah. So the the nah. whole top of it's just bent right over, like a meter. <laughs> a meter of it is now pointing back down at the ground. You could never put a star on our tree because it because it, it hit the ceiling. Off. The whole tree's bent over, and it was. We, we also we had the ceiling. What's that? What's the ceiling back of the day where it was that? Oh, popcorn ceilings, asbestos yeah. ceilings. That asbestos was our ceiling, ceiling. And, yeah. and the Christmas tree would get uh, put in, and you'd just be like, "Watch out for the asbestos kids," <laughs> as that falls yeah. down. Ha- Back to the back to the who got what. We yeah. had that this discussion. We do it exactly how my parents did it. And mm. that one present comes from Santa and, mm. and we make a big deal to let them know that's from Santa, that's all that's from Santa, and everything yep. else you get is from us. And we do the same thing with our kids. 
And the reason that we do it is that it's crazy to think that Santa goes to one house and buys a kid a PlayStation and a trampoline and um, uh, whatever else is cool and Action Man and everything else. And then he goes to another house of kids whose parents don't earn as much money and Santa's like, ooh, Povo house. These kids aren't getting much at all. doesn't make any sense to do it that way. Does it? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the reason yeah. why we do it. Especially for when they get older and they go to school and they're comparing their Christmases to other kids and like, Santa got us a trip to Disneyland. And the other kid's like, oh, wow, okay, you've got a different Santa to the Santa that we have. We've, yeah, you make an a awesome point there. And we, we've also, I think that might have played a part, but we also whittled it down. I think when they were young, like your kids' age, is we went a bit nuts. And I think yeah. it is out of your parents for the first time you know, this is when they're like two and three, so they're kind of understanding their presence. They're not just a blob who's getting given yeah. things and not knowing. Yeah. Two, yeah. three, four. And I think we just spoiled the shit out of them too much, not with ridiculously overpriced things, but they were getting one from Santa and then they're opening like 10 things from us. And they can't now, handle it, eh? They can't now, handle it. It ends up, it just ends up being this is advice to everyone out there now. This is some heartfelt advice. As we've whittled it down, and this would be for like the last three years three christmases now that yeah. it's a kind of good rule when shopping as well real minimalistic they get yeah one thing from santa that's pretty decent yeah. mm-hmm. and then instead of us getting 10 crappy things or smaller things we'd really yeah. think about it and get one really good thing and that once so they get one present from santa one really good thing from a mum and dad and yes just that might for come them with, or something that they yeah, share no no just for them just for them yeah and then yeah. they might have, instead of having 10 presents of crappiness, it might be one big thing and, I don't know, an art, a $2 shop art pad. So they feel like mm. they've got a couple things from us. But mm. I feel like we went a bit too crazy at the start. It's like, oh, you got one of those new warehouse little three-wheeler bikes and, and we got <laughs> you this fairy suit and we got you this little Swiss bouncy ball and we got yeah. you this cool umbrella and we got you this new pair of gumboots. And it, it yeah. definitely was that. We went, we went in hard. And we've realized that a lot of it just ends up filling the house and becoming crap that they don't use. So just and also one, that, one from Santa, one from you, you you're, you're away laughing. That's the way to do it. Their computers, I liken them to like, their brains, sorry, I liken to like tiny little computers and they only have so much RAM available. So the thing that they can focus on is the last gift that you gave them. And I've seen Christmases where we've had all the relatives over and everybody gets a present or a couple of presents for the kids. And what it becomes is not enjoying the gift. It's a process of just unwrapping things. They see it and then they go, okay, next present now, because I've got to unwrap another present. They can't, they can't take it all in and they can't, this is, it's not possible for them to enjoy all of those things. We all did this. We all did exactly what you just said. Even as you were saying it, it takes me back to being a kid. And that was the thing. You, you raced each other on how quick you yeah. could rip shit open and go, wow, yeah. awesome. Thank you. Next. What else have I got? And you're hunting around yeah. anything with your name on it. Oh man, I've only got twelve presents. Oh man, <laughs> I'm really enjoying the age that they are at. My girls are two and four, where they don't understand the difference between secondhand and new either. Like last year, we got them a doll's house. It wasn't a brand new doll's house. It was a doll's house that I bought off Trade Me, which had all this doll's furniture in it. They don't understand the difference. They just like sick doll's house. So that's a really good way of doing it. It's good for the environment to do it that way as well, to go and get things off trade and buy secondhand things like that. And it's good for the budget as well. That's a really great way to go about getting your Christmas presents. Yeah, we've we've talked about the secondhand before as well, at the, when they're at the age that they don't know, where I gave yeah. Nala Alba's old bike and she had no yeah. idea. 
until she kind of weirdly saw her other bike hanging in the shed. Anyway, we won't delve back into that. I almost ruined it. Um, did you do? You, did you do? And do you do the cookie and the milk and the carrot? Yeah. Not milk yeah. though. Milk's so PC. My Santa has beer. They leave oh, a beer wow. out for Santa and some carrots for the reindeers. And then that night when my wife and I are wrapping up all the last presents, I get to drink the beer and I munch on some carrots and that's part of the tradition. Yeah. And so you're raising children to grow up and think that flying and drinking is fine and that pilots should be allowed to have <laughs> pilots should be fine to show off a couple of beers through the cockpit before they shut the door on you. So long as Rudolph isn't drinking the beers, then we're good to go, aren't we? Rudolph's in charge of that, of the sleigh operation. Oh, is he? Rud- yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, no, maybe you're right there. Maybe you're right. There's also, you see them come up on Facebook, the families that, it's kind of like Halloween families that go over the top with Halloween. You get mm. your Christmas over the toppers. I am not pointing fingers at America. You guys seem to just go over top with everything, and it's fantastic. I feel like Christmas is massive in America. Like Maybe this is movies affecting us. But in my head, Maybe. all of you guys, all of you have Christmas lights on the outside of your houses. And that's yeah. just not a thing in New Zealand. There are, sp- there are particular streets in New Zealand and your town. There'll be one street, depending on the size of your town, but there'll be one hotspot street. And you've got to go down it every year and check out the Christmas lights. And there'll be two There's houses one street on that street. And everybody are- in your city drives to that street yeah. over Christmas. Yeah. And that street is a traffic jam for a whole month. But yeah, that's and the, the only and the ones fun- who have a lighting display. The fun part is looking out for the Grinches that just don't do it. And they've got on no that one street. Whatsoever on yeah. that one street. I, but, I agree. Yeah. I wonder if it is movies or not. I, but Americans, the perception for us here in New Zealand is yeah. that Americans go hard on all the holidays. Christmas, Halloween, um, Thanksgiving. 4th of July, 4th of, of July, fireworks. Yeah. But I feel, yep. Let us know, Americans. There'll be... I mean, you're not a quiet bunch. You'll definitely let us know in the messages. So <laughs> let us let us know. Pumpkins. You love carving out pumpkins. But what I was going to say is I've seen on Facebook, because we're, we're not big Kiwis into doing a lot of that stuff, but I have seen in regards to the leaving the cookie crumbs and the carrot sticks is I've seen people go like get flour and make reindeer marks out on the lawn before the kids get up. And there's all this you cool kind of stuff you can do. No. We do that. Yeah. No, someone, they, this was a bigger version they and they it. like, no, they dragged, like they made, I would never do this. I love my lawn too much, but they like made railway, like sleigh marks through their lawn, like scuffed oh, their yeah. lawn up. But, but um, it's too, too much, too much effort. Too like, much effort. Leave, nah. it, leave we a just, few cookie we just crumbs. Do the, we do the flower, which looks like snow on the deck. And then I walk through it in the gumboats. That's what we do. Ah, if it's easy, is it that easy? It's so easy. Yeah. You just get the flower. This is a good, this is a good tip. Get, get some flour or um, no, it has to be flour. It can't be like caster sugar or something because you'll get a whole lot of ants in the middle of summer and put in the sieve and shake it out so it's thin um, on the deck and then just put your gumboots on and walk. You've got to kind of squidge your gumboots into it a bit to get the footprint in there, but just make sure you're walking away from the house. Although kids don't know. They've got, they don't understand, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of continuity, so the gum boots need to be walking away from the house because he didn't walk into the house; he came into the house down the chimney. Yeah, and your your yeah, your and your two and four year old need to know. Like they'll they'll yeah. figure it out if you stuff. They're out. looking for, See, they're looking I for have cracks the, in the plot line everywhere. This is me nine thirty ten o'clock at night ten thirty when I'm going to bed Christmas Eve, and because I now have a ten year old and older kids, there's so much more pressure on doing all that stuff. 
and getting stuff ready. Like yeah. we are like silent trying to get presents out of things because you just, you know that if they see you doing something, they put two and two together straight away. You're lucky. If your kids come out in the middle of the night and you're trying to eat a cookie or something, you can talk it off within an instant and they'll believe you. Yeah. I've got an eight and 10 year old who will just be, you've ruined the, what the hell dad, what's going on here? Yeah. And so for 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 years, for four or five years, Christmas Eve is a there's a part there where you've got to make sure you've not had too many beers. You can't stuff up the getting the presents. You can't be too noisy getting them out of the closet or where you've hidden them. Yeah, yeah, you got to go put yeah. them on the beds without waking a 10 and an eight-year-old who've tried to stay <laughs> up as late as they can. You And now I freak out when you tiptoe in. You don't know if their eyes open and they're looking at you. So like nah. there's moments where I've commandoed into a bedroom and just, just my hands lift up, put it on the bed, and I'd like snake back out along the carpet because I'm so scared. I- of ruining the perception and another mega warning here if your kids have been listening this is your last chance to leave stop the podcast listen in later yeah yeah but i don't want to be especially me i don't want them to learn that the big man's not real because they've seen me just half a couple cans deep trying to hide presents in their bedroom (laughs) (laughs) does your 10 year old still believe in santa so I would say not for a good year and a half, but not that we have said it out loud to each other. It's really fun little game. You get to an age where it's just little lines and you like, I'll hold a look at her and she'll kind of hold a look at me. And you just know, you know that she kind of knows and you don't know how she knows or how she's figured it out or, but you can just tell by things or like now we haven't, we've never said it. And she a hundred, we all a hundred percent know that she doesn't believe in the tooth fairy now. Like she's yeah. lost three teeth and she's just got them on her dresser. <laughs> like she hasn't even put them under her pillow. <laughs> and the other day I walk in and on purpose, because I know she knows, I know she knows, but no one will say it. But I'm like, yeah. oh, if you don't put those teeth under your pillow, you're not going to get your $2, Mila. And she's just, mm. oh, dead and doesn't say anything. But yeah. I, I 90, I'm 90% sure she doesn't believe in Santa anymore. But I could be completely wrong. I feel yeah, and you like don't want, it, and you don't want to yeah. you don't want to step yeah, yeah, on it. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to step on it. So let's cut let's cut the shit. It was me all along. And she's like, I actually had no idea. <laughs> I thought we were just I thought we were just doing funny looks at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. But I feel I feel like it is that age of nine, ten. I don't think you want to begin starting intermediate school, which is when you're eleven, twelve. And believing mm. in Santa, I think that's going to end badly for you. So Especially I would say, if there's ten, kids ten coming years in from another school, and everybody at that other school has had the realization that he wasn't real, and then you're coming in and you're still oblivious, so you're like, "What? You yeah. don't want you don't yeah. want your kid to be that kid." And then they have to play it cool. Like, yeah, I totally knew that. <laughs> I totally knew it. I, I did. I remember doing that exact dance with my mum, and it was when I was ten as well, where I knew. And she kind of knew that I knew, and she would say things like, oh, well, maybe you guys could ask Santa for it. And I remember saying things to her like, yeah, mum, maybe we could ask Santa for it. And she was just like, I clearly remember being a little shit and going into my mum's wardrobe thinking, I wonder what mum got me for Christmas. It'll definitely just be in this wardrobe really badly hidden. I mm. hardly had to walk into her bedroom and like the wardrobe doors open. There's nothing even in yeah. front. There's just a pile of toys up the corner and I yeah. see a skateboard and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hope that's for me and not my brother. And like five days later, she's like, and this, I would have been eight or nine. And she's like, and this one is from Santa. And I remember saying, really? Are you sure? And she's like, yep, this is from Santa. And I was like, thanks mom. And I just played it cool, but instantly yeah. knew Santa's not yeah. real. 
Because <laughs> you'd seen the Should I just said it? I said it out loud, man. On it the feels podcast. weird you coming out of your mouth, eh? I know. Yeah. I know that. that parent, you're not you. even meant to say it. You're Clint, not even meant to say Clint it. would have freaked out just then. His radio oh. training is not allowed. you got to say it. you got to say it right now. Say say it. you got to say the line. I will, I will say it, but we can't even put this in our videos for no. social media this week. Oh, we can. Unless can't. you if, beep uh, it. Unless nah, you beep we could. it. We're desperate for clicks and likes and everyone to love us, bro. And that'll just hit the media. It'll be great. Like we ruined Christmas for the world just by the being... parenting hangover ruined Christmas. <laughs> and everyone. <laughs> um, um, I don't want to say it yet. It doesn't feel natural. I'll say it when it when it feels natural. It'll come. It'll come. Doesn't matter. I also knew where my parents kept the Christmas presents, but I didn't look. I intentionally didn't look. I knew where they would be, but I remember for some reason I felt I was like no. That will ruin it for me and for them. So I just won't. I won't go and look. I I knew where the presents were, but I didn't go and look. Like you're trying to rub it in, like you little goody good two shoes. I was goody two shoes. I don't know why I was looking in the closet. I was a good I was, kid. Yeah. I don't know. You were extra. Um. Also, it's weird when people when we when you do break it down and strip it away. And I understand not all people out there do Christmas, and not everyone follows it. Um. But a large amount do. Why do we commit and we teach our kids not to lie? Lying's bad. And we lie to them from day one about mm. a giant rabbit, about a teeth gathering lady fairy, and about a creepy man that's just going to magically pop into your room at night. When mm. every any other time, let's say it wasn't mm. Christmas, and a mm. bearded man came into the house, we've taught the kids <laughs> to scream, run, and yep. get mum and dad. But mm. on this night, if you see a creepy man. a reverse man, smash and grab. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a song a weird... about him. There's a song about him kissing your mum, which is weird too. But what a yeah. weird, what a weird thing as parents we've all got ourselves into. Why do we do this? Why can't we still? Couldn't you tell them the truth from the get go, right? And it's still a mm. fun time. They know that Christmas mm. is fun because presents are coming. They know that the tooth fairy is fun because they'll we pretend like it's mum. You can play along with it. You, yeah. They know. Hey, look, I've told you. You know the tooth fairy isn't real. But look, you've just lost your tooth. If you put it under your pillow, mm. the tooth fairy might come. And then they get it. It's a fun game. And mm. they're like in on it. They're in on it from being young. Oh, the tooth fairy might come. It's because as a parent, you want your kids to believe that the world is magic for as long as possible. And you want them to believe that there is magic and mystery and wonder everywhere. And I think as an adult, you're a little bit more jaded and you're like, they don't need to... They don't need to experience this for as long as long as possible. So you want them to believe that magic, because Santa is magic. Everything that he is able to do is magic. And you want them to believe that magic is real for as long as possible. And I reckon I'll be heartbroken a little bit when that magic is gone. But it comes on slowly, so you get to, you get to become accustomed to it, I guess. But I think that's why we do it. Yeah, that, was, that, was de- that was beautiful. That was, that was beautifully put, man. That was like yeah. the opening to a movie. Why do we do Christmas? Because we want the kids to believe in magic. Magic is all around us. <laughs> it did kind of sound like the opening credits of Love Actually, didn't it? It did. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> it, was it did. That's what it was. It did. It was. It was beautiful, man. It, following on from Jody's in-depth answers, that was almost up there with How to Mum talking about vasectomies last week. Yeah. Um, oh, we got. To, we have to talk about that, by the way. Don't let us finish this podcast without talking about that. Have we got some? Have we got some chat? No, no, I just want to hear, I just want an update on, well, yes, there's been lots of chat. Okay, Jody has okay, been a, okay. Jody has been a raging success on the podcast, but 
but we I just want to get a bit of a relationship update from you guys. But before well, we do that, let's... that Christmas chat, we're rounding it up. I don't, I don't think we need to round it up. You've heard enough from us on our beliefs on how we should do the presents, how we did it, how we re- hopefully you've reminisced with us. Those are my favorite parts of our podcast. I I wish that ninety percent of it was just forcing us to go back to when we were kids and reliving things. Yeah. I really love that. And I hope that Do you remember when we first started the podcast, we had a plan to have a feature called Back in My Day, and we were going to have yeah. like a jazzy radio style sting where we, we talked stories from Back, back in, in My Day. day. And, the, and then, the episodes, day. <laughs> then the episodes just became where 50% of it was, is just Back in My Day, where it's constantly, yeah, yeah. well, it's me. It's definitely <laughs> driven by me. I have a really great memory from being a kid, and I love going back there to the, to the good vibes, to the good times. Yeah. But I. Before we get onto vasectomy chat to wrap up this, I want to know comically, and we'll again yeah. we'll have to warn warn the kids next week. But what horror stories, not horror, but f- or funny stories, do you have where you've slipped up, you've had to get yourself yeah. out of it? It may have happened to you. You may have been six years old and walked in on Santa putting your presents out or doing something mm. that Santa shouldn't have been doing, or you've stuffed up with your own kids and put your foot right in it. Um, if you've got a funny story, remember, please send a voice memo. No one. We haven't done them for are. a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to get them back on the podcast. So we want you to voice note us on Instagram with the stories of how you found out Santa wasn't real, how your kids found out Santa wasn't real. Shit, I just said it twice. That that felt quite weird. Or a third topic: Are there any other Santa-based magical fairy childhood tricks? tips that work well in your family that you think our listeners should know about as well um our instagram is at the parenting hangover and you should see send them to us so we can play them on next week's podcast and if you're listening and don't even go on instagram but you have instagram just go and follow our page really helps us it means that we can look way better than we are and we can potentially get sponsors to help keep the show afloat and keep our voices talking in your earlobes all right there, all I've right. broken down the fourth wall. That's how it bloody works. So make sure you like the socials and all that stuff. Um, you want an update from last week? Yes, I do. Let's take a real quick break and come back. I want to know what the status of your marriage and fertility is. So we'll find out straight after this. Okay. And we're back. She was talk of the town last week. Your wife, Jody joined us on the podcast to discuss your vasectomy. Um, you coined it her UN speech, and I posted it on our social media on Monday, I think. Her just, oh my God, it's like she rehearsed what she said, but then watching it, I know that she didn't rehearse what she said and she just spoke from the heart. And I don't know how you, a man who, we we went into that podcast where she was pro-vasectomy, you were on the fence slash anti-vasectomy. I just don't know how you could hear that wonderful woman say the amazing things that she said and not go, ah, fuck, okay, you win. So where are you at? I'm, I'm still, I'm still digesting. I, no, this is my honest thing. I said in the podcast last week, I'm not scared. Uh, and some people got mixed messages yeah. from the video clips we've put out. So just putting it out there, yeah. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of getting vasectomy, the physical no. going to a clinic. I can do that and not get queasy and I can get that done. I'm all fine with that. Yeah. My head says, get a vasectomy. The thing that stops me is I have that little tickle inside when we talk about it and I see babies and I think about, let's should we have another one? There's something inside me that isn't like, the gate's not shut there. I'm like, mm. I could have another one. And That's you have to acknowledge that. Yeah, you, and you have yeah. to be honest about that. Yeah. And we've, but we've, we've talked about vasectomies for two years. 
like not not as serious, not as often, but we've like mentioned, oh, should I guess, ah, oh, yeah, maybe, and then like, and I mentioned that we've both been really joking about it, and Jody would switch, she would switch yeah. like me, she'd be like, nah, 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 and at the same time be like, yeah, 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 and then she'd be like, yeah, let's have one, I'll be like, nah, like got to get a seven seater, let's not, nah, I don't think, <laughs> yeah. and until we've just with the other three kids, it was so adamant, it was like it's happening, and it mm. just butter bang butter boom, it happened, but right now we're not aligning on that and it's not there's no friction like as hopefully that's come across there'll be some people where it it is a bit more of a relationship gripe for us it's we still joke about it and laugh and no one's storming out and i'm not yelling i want another child give me another child it's nothing (laughs) like that whatsoever it's have my child yeah yeah (laughs) i know many women that would have it if you don't want it (laughs) no i did that gets me in shit that gets me a lot of trouble don't say that one um but yeah, I would say I'm closer to saying, yep, it's happening and booking it in. Yeah. But I'm not yeah. quite there because part of me is still waiting. Get it a couple of weeks and she may retract her UN, her UN speech blurb that she said to be like, actually, oh my gosh, I'm so full of estrogen and clucky right now. Let's do she it. She could. She could. I just watched that video multiple times. I'm like, damn, this woman knows what she wants. I was talking to you on the phone earlier in the week and I said, is there a chance that you could actually go and have a vasectomy before Christmas? And you were like, yep. Yep, there's actually yeah. every chance. Yeah, there yeah. is. It's still, all, yeah, yep. <laughs> I said, if you do it, you have to put your phone on your chest. Just a voice memo, just in record mode. Those voice memos we keep asking people to send us, I just want you to just just get the audio. Just get the audio. Is that, a, even is that, a, narrate the is that illegal? Is that, is it illegal to record vasectomy audio to doctors without them knowing? Nah, it's your vasectomy. I'm gonna okay, vasectomy. I'm gonna tape I'm gonna tape a lapel mic to the end of yeah. my penis and hopefully he doesn't see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well if you're gonna do that, I reckon you should put a GoPro on your forehead and I'm gonna I'm gonna clench this podcast mic between my butt cheeks and waddle in there <laughs> and it'll be recording and you'll hear every snip, every glance of the razor blade just cleaning up the mm. bit of hairs that I've left. But yes, I can joke just, about it. Just I have right no issue. on your nutsack, yeah. right on your nutsack in vivid. Shh, I'm recording. <laughs> so the, no, he just, gets down there, he's like, right, oh my God. Nothing to see here. No, he'll get down there and be like, what does that say? Then you have to grab the skin and pull it, stretch it to be able to read. And he's like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> like trying to read an avocado skin, mate. <laughs> uh, okay um that's so, us guys that's us that's uh, us yeah it's always glad to hear you uh, glad to hear you're still married and you're still laughing about it it's good shit uh, look at us mate we're becoming podcast old souls what episode is this 22 22 we, we gotta also stop making promises i think we said episode 20 we we're gonna do a live from a valentine's restaurant we, we sell <laughs> these amazing we sell these amazing ideas and then we realize, oh yeah, we don't live next to each other and like you're busy with your kids and your job and I'm busy. And anyway. We're um, not big plans, baby. We're just busy dads. And that's the parenting hangover. Not even joking. The social thing's an actual shout out. If you do have Facebook or Instagram and you never use it, but you know you've got it, just slide on in for us. Go and find the yep. parenting hangover. Give it a follow. Give it a like. Um, and if you are interested in seeing our ugly mugs every week, we post all highlight clips to those social media pages. Uh, we're on TikTok as well. And as always, subscribe to wherever you're listening right now. Make sure you're following on whatever platform you're hearing my beautiful voice. And again, on our way out. And so this is Christmas in October. Magic. It's in everything that we do. 
Children. I've got to replay it. Please just loop that back to finish it. That's a ma- and put magical Christmas music. Why do we have Christmas? There you go. Because it's magic. Oh, gosh. You could pick up any chick with that line. All right. See you, mate.